Good evening, everyone. Um, we are discussing the halachas of Lam Um We are last week we began to discuss the ways in which one can do a malacha and make it not an, a malacha deraisa. So we will continue along that theme. And there's a number of ways that a person can make a malacha deraisa into a double heta, um, which means that there's actually three, we said there's three targets. There's khir, there's pafa vlasa, and there's muta. So khir obviously means you've been over in a right. Um, pafa vlasa means any asma gabon. And muta means that it's entirely permissible at khila. Now, the question is, what does it take to make it pafa vlasa? And what does it take to make it muta? So, we know there's a din of Malachas Machshavas. So the, we learn from the Mishkan that the Torah says that the, the Malachas of the Mishkan were done with Malachas Machshavas, which means that it was done purposefully and productively. Everything they did in the Mishkan was done with their purpose, was done with their kivun. So one has to do a Malacha that fits into the, ticks the boxes of Malachas Machshavas in order for it to be a Malacha Min HaTorah. If one does not fulfill the criteria for Malachas Machshavas, the maximum one can be transgressing is an Issa Drabonon. My Nachkimine Lalacha, if something is Derais or Drabonon, the Nachkimine is, if you can sometimes find a Terim. In certain scenarios, you can find a Terim for a Malacha Drabonon, but very, very rarely you will find a Heta for Malacha Minhatayim. So, therefore, that's why it's important to know what makes something drabonon, and therefore what makes something Italian with as well, um, in certain scenarios. So the, the, the main discussion this evening is the Allah of Kedarka. Allah of Kedarka means that one must perform a malacha in the normal way in order for it to be a malacha da'iraisa. If I perform an act in a weird way, now there's obviously levels of strangeness, and some things are stranger than others. So if you perform something in a strange way, then you cannot be over an Isidara The maximum be over is an Isidrabon. Now, there are certain changes which we briefly touched on this last week. Um, I said that I will be my the place game and, and uh, be, be more clear this week, is that there's different types of changes, and some of them will actually make it mutter. So, for example, if I bite off my nails, which is a bad habit, but if you bite off your nails, you cannot be over an Isidaraisa for doing so because you're not using, you're not doing the doses in the, in the normal way. The regular way of cutting your nails is by using clippers or by using scissors. And therefore, if you bite off your nails, you maximum will be over is an Isidarabon. Um, therefore, one Nafkimina would be that if your nails are causing you particular pain, um, which could, could exist, such a Matthias, never happened to me, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's happened to other people. If your nails are particularly, particularly hurting you, so, therefore you could bite your nails off in order to, to take away your aggregation, aggravation, and it would be mutter. There's another scenario where, where it's mutter to do goizes with biting nails, and that is by an isha who wants to go to mikvah on Friday night, and she forgot to cut part of her nails. There's a huge discussion of place given up as Nidar as to whether or not actually Ma'akir, but we take on the Allah that Isha has to cut off all the nails. Um, 
Now, she can't cut them off herself. And she can't even bite them off herself. We were only matted through a goat, which sounds a little bit repulsive for a, get a, a, a non-Jew to start biting off the Ishel's nails. But putting, putting that to the side, obviously, I don't think anyone's wife would actually be willing to do that. In which case, Ms. Stoma, you might have to end up being Michael, the, the shivered Friday night, which is itself not something to be taken lightly. But having said that, putting that to the side, uh, technically speaking, the halacha, it would be permitted to get a nanju to bite off a nail. But it doesn't sound very, very exciting thing to do. So therefore, obviously, she should remember to do that before Shabbos. So it's obviously a very bad case anyway. But that's another scenario of a mokimit, so we won't go there only because you're only doing it to Um Another example, another classic example of a shinoi, um, is if I were to write with my left hand. We spoke about this last week, and I mentioned last week, you're very important alacha, that it depends what you're writing. If I'm writing a letter, and if I write a letter with my other hand, then I'm over and over in a drawbar. There's very, very few cases where that will be actually mut. There's very, there's no need to write a letter on Shabbos. Only maybe for a medical purpose. Medical purpose is usually not enough of a Torah to write on Shabbos itself. So that we wouldn't find a heifer. We did say, however, that sometimes, even if I write with my left hand, there will still be an Isidara So we said, let's see, do a tick, or you're doing any simon. So the place can say that if I'm doing a Rishima, then there's no difference if I use my right and left hand, because they can't tell the difference. There's, there's two mahalkin, what the problem is with my left hand. Is it the action is a strange action? Or is it the appearance of the letters, a different appearance? If you write with your irregular hand, Matthias says they look different. Even if you try and, and get it exact, it, it, usually you will be able to tell that you didn't write it with your usual hand. That defines a shinnah. Sometimes a shinnah can be in the action, sometimes a shinnah can be in the result. They're both, they're both qualified, quali, quali, they both qualify to create a shinnah. Um, often a shinnah is in the action. So for example, I carry something and I put something in the rim of my, you know, you got your hat. So, in the hat, you have the, what do you call it? The inside has a piece of leather, the lining, exactly. The lining is thick. So if you, you could technically uh, put a tissue, or whatever it will be, in the lining. Now, if you do that, you'll maximum be able to drop on now, because most people don't put tissues in the lining of the hat if they want to transfer tissue from A to B. What you'll do is you'll put it in your pocket. It happens to be that putting tissues in pockets might anyway be only Dalbonon, because it might be Melochish and Shikhul Gufa, which we'll discuss um, in due course what the ghetto of Melochish and Shikhul Gufa is, but it's definitely Shweka Darika, that's, that's definitely, and if you put something in, let's say you, you want to take a sweet to Shul on Shabbos, so putting a sweet in your pocket, I'm not, I'm not saying it's Mutter, I'm saying that if you would put it in your, 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 um, your sock, for example, and again, you're carrying in a strange way. Now, there's no difference in the result. The result is the same result. You transfer the item from place A to place B. The answer is it's a shinna in the action, the way you transfer it. So sometimes the shinna is in the action, sometimes the shinna is in the result. But they both classify as a shinna. And we said that when it comes to cooking, we said that the, we, we don't hold the shinna um, when it comes to placing pot on the stove because the malacha is not happening now. The malacha is when it actually gets cooked. If you don't put it on the stove, it won't get cooked. It's more behind the Um So therefore, the halacha is that if somebody puts a pot on the stove with his left hand, he will still be over to the right side. 
Uh, we did say last week that mashing a banana for a child is mutter. Um, now, to be clear, that doesn't mean that you can go and take a regular fork and mash it with the teeth of the fork, which is how you would usually mash if you use a fork. You're not allowed to do that. That would definitely be at least an Isidra Bonon, if not an Isidra If you want to mash a banana for a child on Shabbos, you have to do one of two things. Either you take a spoon and you mash on the back of the spoon. No, nobody mashes things with a spoon. So it's an, it's an irregular way of mashing. If you mash, usually you use another utensil. If you use the back of the spoon or you use the fork, but you use the, 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 um, the solid part, of the I don't know how to describe it. The, not, not the teeth part, just the bit before that. The bit where the teeth connect to the, to the, to the main part of the fold. That area there, the Chaznesh says that you can use that area from the back to mash the banana. Again? Yeah, so usually that would be the Zerabon. Correct. Because this is abnormal. The Chaznesh understood that it's abnormal to to use these to, to see, mash them as well. Correct. And not everyone agrees to this idea. Yeah. Um, the Mr. Bro himself seems to take on that I need to make a a to make to make a derise into hetter but do you know you have to do two changes. So for example, the Shabbat talks about if you crush pepper, they used to crush pepper in the times of Fazal. And they used to use a crusher, whatever they called it, and they used to use a certain Kaylee to crush into. So the place can say, Mr. Brewer writes, if I use an irregular key to crush with, and I crush into an irregular Kaylee, then I've got two changes from the normal Malaka, and then I'll be Mr. Brewer is clear that there's no such thing as an abnormal um, one shinoi to make it mutter. I've got to do two shinoi, and those shinoi itself might be very abnormal, it might be a little bit abnormal, it doesn't make a difference. So according to Mr. Brewer, you always need two changes. The Morgan Abraham is of the opinion that one one particular strain, very, very um, peculiar way of doing things will in itself be, be matter derisive to the job one. Sorry, to for derisive to heta. That's the Khidish of the Morgan Abraham. Now, I don't know what the Klonim are in this particular case, because I know that my grandfather used to always pass on the Mongol Avram. He, he, he never, he never read the Mishnah Bruin shit. He may have printed it at times, but the Maisa, he never, he never, he never, he, usually, he always based on the Mongol Avram. Now, in this particular case, if you look at Mishnah Bruin, he brings the whole list of Achrainim, and he, the Shatin says, the like of Mongol Avram. So he's coming, he's coming clearly up hooking Mongol Avram. He's got a Taz, he's got a Rabbi, he's got a Yud, he's got a Bunagon. He's got a whole list. The question is, what do you do in such a scenario? Do you say, I'm a Syriac, if I'm not going to have says, do one strange, rather peculiar thing, you're done, you're fine. Well, you say, at the end of the day, you've got a, a good list of, of posts that disagree, and they're much more mahmud, they say you need two shanoyim, and you've got a shati and telling you that you have to do that, what do you actually do in the mindset? I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. But the khayra, whatever you do, it's yeshami listener. That's what I always say. We're talking about drop on, we're talking about derisive. So, according to, it's maximum, it's a job on Even, even according to Mr. Brewer, if I do one shinoi, it's still a, only a job on So we're talking about a shadow of job on So it's not a shadow, it's not, it's not shadow of Mr. Brewer holds it. Do it with Mr. Derice. He holds it as a job on So it's anyway job on So the Chaira, there's definitely Yeshua Mishnah. But if one can, the Chatzkhala, one should try to always do two shinoi to make it totally mutter. 
Um, so that's that's one 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 halacha. Now we find halacha of shinui in many areas of Hilfa Shabbos. I'll give you a number of examples um, around different halachas to bring out the point. So, for example, I'm not allowed to squeeze a grape on Shabbos. If I squeeze a grape on Shabbos, I'm not even a derisa. Because grapes are only made for their juice. Grape juice that is a koshva mashke. If I squeeze olives, it's the same thing. Olive oil. I squeeze an, an olive to get olive oil. Now I'm aware there's a number of liquids that come out of oil. So we're talking about specifically olive oil. I can't describe to you technically how, which, which, you know, what, what liquid is which and how long it takes to come out and what you need to use to get it out. No idea. But I know that if you squeeze an olive, you get olive oil. You squeeze a lemon. Oh. So if you squeeze a lemon, there's heterium. There are heterium for that. And the reason why it's mutter is because you're not, you're not drinking the lemon juice in itself. Or drinking as part of a drink. Let's say you're having a tea, so you right. squeeze. Yeah, exactly. Because it goes as part of a, of another content of so, a cup. So why is that? Sorry? So that's because the derech of schita is mafari. The schita is told of dosh. Dosh is to remove A from B and it to remain in its status. But if I remove A from B, if I remove, remove a mashka, that's, it's better to, to, to use in terms of mashka and oifah. If I just, if I extract the mashka from the oichen, but my intention is to have it as something else, then it's as if it's gone straight from the oichen to the other. That's the, well, we're going to get there in more detail when we go through the malachas, but on a basic level, um, that is the malacha of skita. Now, in that particular case, obviously, because you're putting it part of the mixture. Now, what happens if I squeeze a grape from an olive, I'm oichen is a deraisa, if I intended to get the grape juice or get the olive oil. What happens if I squeeze the grape into my mouth? Which is obviously an abnormal way of squeezing. Nobody squeezes things into their mouth. Kids do, but adults usually don't. Right? So what happens if I take it, if I take a grape and I squeeze it into my mouth to extract the grape juice because I enjoy drinking the, 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 the juice from a grape. So, most places can take on, that's still awesome. It's not a derisa, but it's an abnormal way of squeezing, so it's a shimmy. But most places take on, that particular case is, is still awesome with on. However, what would be if I want to eat the grape as well? So I don't actually take the grape, I squeeze the grape into my mouth. Instead of removing the grape from my mouth and putting it on the side, I actually eat the grape afterwards. I did a bit of a weird thing. I did two weird things. First of all, I squeezed the grape into my mouth. Second of all, after I squeezed it, I then put the rest of the grape in town as well. Why I didn't eat it all together, I have no idea. That's what this fellow decided to do. So he's done a really weird thing. So even here, the Mishnah agrees that this is totally messy. Because you're doing it as an achila, derech achila, and, you know, you're squeezing, and you're put, put the grape into your mouth, you put, you put both into your mouth, even though in your mouth you are squeezing it before you swallow it, mutter. Even though it's about grape, grape is normally in this and I said there's, there's many shifters at home, but nowadays even apples and oranges, which are according to Shukunara, squeezing in apple and orange is not as a derisa, because they're usually aimed for their oifel. If you squeeze something which is aimed for its oifel, you're not even as a derisa. But the place can say, the contemporary place can say, that nowadays people drink apple juice and oranges constantly. It's a normal drink. So in Swarish, we like grape juice. If somebody squeezes an orange or shabbos, one is, te- is this even as a derisa. So again, if you squeeze a piece of orange into your mouth and then you eat the orange, then you'll have, then, then it'll be tasty. So in other words, once you, if you're eating a fruit, 
and you're eating and you're squeezing inside your mouth, you don't have to write about skita. It's a tiny amount of because it's enough of the Another scenario and Hilfus Mikey. Now let's get to Hilfus Kaisa the Mikey. I've got a cake. Now, not there's, there's there's different parts of the shayla. I'm not discussing so much cutting the cake. That's also the shayla. I'm talking about eating a cake because cutting a cake is normal. So that's not a shayla. So let's say you have writing and icing on a cake. So you have a bird, you have a kid's birthday cake. It's on your the birthday is on shops. So I have a nice birthday cake that's got icing on top. It says Happy Birthday. Yehuda, right? You are three years old, Mazel Tov. It says all of that on the cake. Now, you want to cut it on Shabbos. So that's a massive shayla. Whether or not that's the my cake, because it's letters. So, leaving aside cutting it, so I will do that on another occasion. What happens, let's say you found a header to cut it. And I'm being a bit theoretical right now, I apologize, because I don't want to get involved so much with business cutting. Um, what I will say, one of the about cutting is that if it's in a mold, let's say the click chocolates. So the click chocolates, the bars of, of clicks have the words click written on them, right? It says kuf, lamad, yud, kuf on the chocolate. Is that a problem with breaking it and eating it? I'm rubbing out letters. What do you say? Not an answer. Why? It's meant to be. It's Oh, now, if you say it's meant to be, then you can say the same thing by cake as well. Ice on the cake, it's got writing, it's also meant to be eaten, right? So, it's not, it's not gonna have to say it's just meant to be eaten, but when you say it's part of the chocolate, what do you mean by it's part of the chocolate? Oh, but, 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 oh. So when you say create that, you mean it's part of the mold. Oh. So the place can say, the first Mishra group, that the shame the Rishayna, which one was it? Um, Liverpool, maybe the Balachimus, maybe. That the Mishaburu Pasmas Alafa, that if the writing is part of the mold of the actual food, so in other words, it wasn't put on there afterwards, like icing is, but rather it was made, it was manufactured together with the actual chocolate, then that is definitely matter. There's no shadow of of, of Mechika when you cut, when you break or bite the letters. That's for sure matter. Icing is much more of a problem because icing was put on afterwards. It wasn't, it's not, it's not made with the actual cake. So, there's a halakha, which the place can say, that if they get, if the letters get broken as I eat the cake, there's mutter. I'm breaking letters. It's there. Because it got broken, then it's mutter. So again, we see that, um, a heta. Now, in this particular case, it's not so practical, because how do you cut it in the first place? Cutting in the first place is much more of a problem. So I know some people what they do is they they slit the icing off the cake. Could be the kid won't be too happy with you, but you could just tell the kid that you can have icing afterwards. So you slit the area of the icing that is affected by the letters. So you don't actually cut the letters off when you cut the cake. And then afterwards you can happily eat the icing, and even though you'll 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 be making the letters with the icing when you're eating. That's that's one hit for Timsa. Eat your cake. Um, yeah, we've got exactly the same hetter, both by squeezing and by my cake, rubbing out letters. That if I'm doing it, in my mouth, it's entirely mutter. Hagam, intrinsically, I'm doing this at the You see a case where you can do this at the and doing it a totally derech hetter.
Um, another scenario of Shinoi is in Nisha. So there's a number of, of, of uh, potential issues with Lush. Um, you need things. So the most obvious thing that comes to mind is egg salad for Shabbos morning. People have egg and liver. And you may not have mixed it before Shabbos. You have egg and you put either salt, oil, mayonnaise, whatever, whatever, however you enjoy your egg and liver. So you're making a mixture, you're making a texture. So there's a shine of lush because you're kneading it together. You're putting the mayonnaise together with the egg. You're kneading it. Now that's called Belila Raka. Belila Raka is when it's a soft texture. Weetabix is potentially a more problem. Weetabix might be Belila Ova. Um, we'll discuss that at the time if there's a header to do Weetabix on showers for your child who's desperate to have Weetabix. Um, there's potentially more of a problem for that, but uh, we'll find we'll find a header. I'm not saying it's also. We'll, we'll find a header, but it's potentially more of a problem because it might be Belila Ova because it gets the, 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 technic- the technicalities of Weetabix is that it gets thick quite quickly. So that's a bit of a shyness. But the halacha is, whenever I make a blue raka, again, if I do shenoyim to the usual way of doing kneading, it's mutter. So, in this particular case, let's say the normal is to put the egg in and put the mayonnaise in afterwards. If I put the mayonnaise in the cup first, or the bowl first, and I put the egg on top of the mayonnaise, that's one shenoyim. Now, that's not good enough. Halacha is you got to do two shenoyim, it's not abnormal. That. Even the Mughal Abraham would agree to that for Asa. So what do you do? You have to knead it in the regular way. So let's say I usually use a fork. Yeah? Usually you, I usually mix it with a fork. So instead of what I should do is I take a knife and I just do up and it's called shasiv area. I do up, I do an up and across movement. That's not a normal way of, of, of mashing. And that, oh sorry, not mashing, of, of, of kneading. And then that would be mutter. So again, you've got tushnoy, you've got, you change the order of the, of the insertion of the ingredients, and you mix it in a regular way. You do need both. Yes. Because if you only do one of them, it's, it's, it's still drop on. Lush is the ricer, one shin is drop on, two shin is, is mutter. What's other shin is you change the order of how you insert the, in other words, you're doing a shinoi in the action of how you need. You don't, the part of needing is you put both ingredients in, and then you mix it together. So you've got to do a shinoi in both parts. First, the shinoi in putting the ingredients in. And then another shinoi in how you, and how you actually create the mixture. What does it say? First, the main is then the egg. Correct. 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 Yeah. That would be, that would be the correct way. Now, by the way, all these things are better to do before Shabbos. This is only in a situation where you didn't do a Shabbos. It's never, you're not like a tchela allowed to wait to do a bleed or or even trace shinoi on Shabbos. Then you have to remember the salt for that. Yeah. So salting is a little bit easier because salting is not really lisha. Salting is, you don't, you don't need to mix it in for it to be salty. You just, no, I'm saying because of, um, rough Well, because it smells. You can't have eggs. Like you can't have eggs. Yeah. Without the shell as much. Right. Oh, okay. So, so, so you, know, you, you peel it. Yeah. Then just put it in and then like, Uh huh. So you peel it before yeah. shoppers. Uh, but yeah, so I have to mash it from Shabbos. You can peel, if you peel the eggs from Shabbos. Yeah. Just put it in a container. I'm just saying, you have to salt it. You have right. to salt the oil. Otherwise yeah, you're leaving it overnight with, with lawn, I mean. With nothing on it. You can, if you have an egg overnight, right? I'm saying I can cover it in a, in a, in a, in a, in a plastic thing. Rough rock gets through that. No? Rough rock gets through that? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I'm not aware of that. Okay. Yeah. I know, so I think routinely, if they're not aware, they may forget. And that's why I think a lot of people leave it to Shabbat Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say that's lush. It's it's better to, to it's better to do everything with Shabbos, the entire the entire mixture with the sauce. Um, sorry, yeah, put it in the fridge. Should be fine. Uh, well, everyone puts it into the fridge anyway. Yeah, a couple more halachas, a chayla. So we have discussed this when we learned the chayla, but it exists. It's need. It's worth repeating. When it comes to shinun. So the halacha is that a chayla. Who is Nafala Mishkov. So we, we, we define Nashka Mishkov was that he, um, is unable to carry out his normal activities. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean he's in bed. You can be sitting at the Shabbos table, but Rav Falk used to say that you wouldn't have guests at your Shabbos table. That's called, that's called already Nafala Mishkov. You wouldn't, or Lachaira, even if you wouldn't go out, so you usually go to Shul and you're not feeling well enough to go to Shul. That's, Bechayra potentially also called Nafal Mishkal. So you got a din of a chayla. What's a din of a chayla? You can do an isadrabon on derech shinoi for the chayla. That is the first Mishkal. Obviously, if there is a guy, then we try and do it through a non-Jew. If there's no non-Jew, you can be available. You're not going to be looking on the street for one. You can do this isadrabon on alidei the shinoi. Now, the question is, can I do an emochad da'iraisa for a chayla? So you're going to say to me, I can do this with the rest of the Chayla. So the answer is that there's a Machayshashim. So some hold that for a Chayla Shemboy if I do a Shinoi for a Malacha Dairaisa, then it's Mutta. Why? Because a Malacha Dairaisa with a Shinoi makes it into an Issa Durabona, and a Bamakam Chayla goes Durabona. So even though I started off by doing Malachah Deraisa, but every Malachah Deraisa with a Kalachayad or with a Shinoi, or with Shloika Darkai, or classified as Shinoi, make it into Drabonam. It's a Drabonam, but Mokim Sa, Mokim Chayla, they go Drabonam. Some are slightly more stricter, and they say it's not good enough to be a Chayla. You, you have to mamish be, literally, your whole body has to be in pain, which is not every case, which means the fellow is not going to shul because he's got a 39 temperature, He's not in much pain. He's just got temperature. That's not, according to the Magad Mishnah, that's not called a proper chayla when a gay had to being allowed to do it as a derisive for him because he can cope. But if he's in bed and he's got a major stomachache and he's literally not coping, then everyone agrees that he can even do Malachah Deraisa Aliyah Shinu. So Malachah Maisa would take on that one should try and be Mahmet. And only do a Malachah Deraisa with a Shinoi if he is in the second category that he is, um, doesn't have to be shrieking in pain, but he is feeling pain all over his body. Um, or Akaponin, the pain is so severe that he can't continue his natural and usual activities. Um, however, one should always look for a Nanju. If one does not have a Nanju, then, um, Roshan Zalman, it's, it's protein, Roshan Zalman, that he was Mako, and he said that even if it's not somebody who is a somebody who's not um, in pain in his whole body, you can, can also do a Malach de Raisa with the event. Uh, before we finish, I'd like to just bring out the point of, uh, of Ksiva. This is a very interesting halacha. What happens if you write a get with your left hand? So, get is the Raisa. 
You need a, you need a, a ksiva minatara. It's a proper, it's a proper shtar, right? She's not magoreshes unless you have a sav minatara. Has to be, has to be, a, has to be called written minatara to achieve a krisos. Now, one of the person writes the get in his left hand. So the Ramah says the Hilfus kitten, it's a kosher get. The kosher get. Now, why shouldn't it be a kosher get? The answer is because it's a weird ksav. So the place can say that a weird ksav is only not a ksav minatayra for Shabbos. The Hilfus Shabbos says Melechaz Machshabbos also tayra, not Melechaz Machshabbos, because I wrote it with my left hand. It's a strange ksav. But that was Gittin, there's no such halacha. That was Gittin is not allowed for the Mishkan. So as long as it's got a shame ksav, it's called writing, which is a chedesh, because the Maisa, you're writing a strange way. But the only reason why it's not called, right, why, why writing a strange way is not called a ksav is because it's not lachas machshavas. Well, as lachas machshavas said, it's not shabbos. So whenever I'm doing a writing and it's not lachas shabbos, it's still called that I've written. And therefore the get would be a kosher get, and the isha would, um, Sadly, or perhaps happily, be divorced. Um, okay, that is the, we'll stop there. Um, <laughs>